Uh, me and my brother Ryan got together and we talked about a lot about growing up, a lot of trials he went through. He's my brother, so I knew most of it, but it's weird talking to like family that's really close and getting their perspective when you grew up in like the same house, you have the same parents, you're around the same people, but your perspective is totally different and different, uh, you just have a totally, totally different experience and it doesn't matter if you are a twin with somebody, like things play out differently and people perceive things differently and things affect people differently. So this was really fun for me to do. So hopefully you guys enjoy me talking with my brother. Peace. Experience true vulnerability, how to overcome trials. You will laugh, cry, and experience everything in between. Welcome to the King of Corona podcast. Brought to you by Tyler Griffith. Oh, yeah. For happens, happens. You know, you can't like edit it or anything. You just post. You could edit it if you want. You just go in and post. I still don't know how to edit. So, I gotta make sure the volume's right. Do you see the little line? Talk, say something. Brought to you by Tyler and Ryan Griffin. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, we're on. Oh yeah. Hi. <laughs> Hello, muchacho. Hello, muchacho. We're just talking about my kids' song that they made up, and it was called "Hello, Muchacho." <laughs> it's a pretty, pretty good song. If you want, we can reenact it. Mm. We'll just have them <laughs> look it up. Yeah. Sophie, Sophie sings most of it, and then she lets Tucker come in every once in a while and be like, "Hello, muchacho." <laughs> she controls the song. Hello, muchacho. She's a control freak. So, what's up? Not much. How do I know you? We met a long, long time ago. 36 <laughs> years. <laughs> I'm your brother. Oh, that's yeah. how I know you. Yeah, we've been through a whole lot together. We've been through a whole heap, man. Yes. Huh. And I really, really need you. Yeah, so, we grew up in... A little house on the prairie, right? Mm-hmm. I remember it well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, where did, like, I just want to start. So, you've listened to my podcast. Yep. You're one of, like, my best listeners. I'd like to think and so. Number one fan. Number one fan. So, what is, like, what's your, what's been your favorite part about the podcast so far? I like that I get to experience true vulnerability. Okay. True vulnerability. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Laugh and cry and everything in between. Yeah. And guitar. <laughs> I do like the guitar. Okay. So, I uh-huh. like just... I mean, I've heard most of your stories firsthand. Yeah. So, we talk a lot, and I feel like I know most of them, but it's kind of cool to hear it from, like, your perspective, not just talking to me, because I feel like sometimes when you talk directly to somebody, then you kind of gear it towards that person. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to hear it just from like a outsider listening in. And then yeah. hearing your guests and stuff, I really liked the guests that you had on. So I figured I'd drop by. Yeah. Well, I've been wanting to bring you on probably from before I started guests. But for whatever reason, 
It hasn't worked out yet. Yeah, we've got busy schedules. Yeah. Lots of kids. You have three little daughters. Yeah, and we oh. live like a whole 15 minutes apart, so. Yeah, it's pretty tough. <laughs> it's hard to get together. Yeah. So, but, like, I think the reason people like the podcast is because it's, you look, like, everybody has a story. And so, even if you feel like, because I remember when I talked to you first, and I was like, you should come on, and you're like, yeah, but I don't even have anything to talk about. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, right, everybody has something to talk about. And so, I feel like people look at their life, and if you don't have something, like, major, it's so like, Ruben, he had, like, he paralyzed his leg. Yeah. And then he got in the next car accident. And so, like, if you compare yourself to, like, that type of stuff, you're like, I don't have any good stories. Yeah. So, yeah, I listened to Ruben's. I liked his stories a lot, what he's overcome. I thought it was cool that he did American Idol because I tried out for American Idol. Yeah. I didn't make it very far. <laughs> I think it, <laughs> you just picked the wrong song. Uh, yeah, I waited in the hot sun for, like, nine hours before I sang also. So yeah. I was pretty over it by what then. What song did you sing? Anyway. I sing the Robin Hood song. No, I sing that same guy sings it, but I did the um, "Baby, You're All That I Want." Oh, yeah. And you and waited for like nine hours. Yeah. And then you sang for how long? It was like ten seconds, probably. <laughs> and they were like basically sending everybody home at that point because it seemed like they had like their quota met. But yeah, yeah, my whole group, you auditioned with like four people at a time, and they have each of you sing just quick, quick, quick. Okay. And then they're like, you, 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 you're gone. And there was one guy in my group that got to sing again, and then they said, oh. But you were like the last people. We were basically like probably in the last like 100 people. Yeah. Out of like 9,000. But you kind of know that feeling of disappointment. So yeah. like, that's like a small scale. So light, it seems like life, to me, it seems like life is kind of like American Idol. Like you keep putting yourself in situations to strike out. Yeah. And then, so, like, everybody's life is just, like, a constant, like, you swing, you miss, or you connect. So, like, most of your life, because if, like, from an outsider looking into your life, your life looks pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. And, like, it is pretty amazing. Like, you have, like, a great job, like, good income, but you're also, like, there's the double-edged sword to everything. Mm -hmm. So, you look at somebody, like, I talked about in my podcast that I grew up with you, remember? We yeah, grew up together? We grew up in the same house. I was like your brother the whole time. Yep. Yeah. So we never stopped being brothers. Yeah, so we grew up together, but then we both got to the point where like I had the big house and the cars and like had it all. But then like deep down I was like depressed. And I was like, this I'm not like happy because it doesn't you can't really like how they say you can't buy happiness. Yeah. The older you get I feel like you start to realize like you can't. But I want to take you way back when, mm -hmm. to when you were a little bitty kid. Yeah. And just walk through, like, because you've kind of been thinking a little bit about this. Just want to start from, like, the beginning and where you realized, like, at the, like, early ages where you had, like, a huge trial. Because I remember, like, high school you had some stuff. Yeah. And then maybe even before that that I don't even know about. But, like, what are some things where you ran into roadblocks and you were like like that game roblox yeah i grew i did run into a few roblocks how would you what did you run into so i would say the first thing i can remember was i was always like super insecure about myself because i was always really small 
Yeah. Like me and you were both really small. But you were even smaller, like somehow. Yeah, I never grew. So I was, I remember going into high school and they had all of us line up, uh -huh. including girls from tallest to shortest in our whole class. And we had like 350 kids in our class. I forgot about this. And they have you do like different things. So they have you line up by like shoe size. And so like we get shoe size and I like lined up like in the middle. Yeah. Um, so I had big feet apparently. And then they did by <laughs> height and I was on the very end, including all the girls. Like the, the last the person. The last one. So this Wasn't was, it you and Matt Zavala? Yeah. So was you like, after Matt Zavala? So for me and him bit? were about the same height, but I think I had him stand on the other side of me just so I wasn't the very last one. Yeah. But like all the girls and everything, I think there was like me, him, and like one other girl that were all about the same height. It's so messed up for them to do this to you guys. So yeah, this is my freshman year of high school. So I just broke five foot, I think, that summer. Yes, you and were I was four eleven. And I like wasn't even a hundred pounds. Some girls were like five, seven, eight by yeah. this time. So I was tiny and like I really liked sports, but it yeah. made it hard for sports because I remember my freshman year I tried out for basketball. I don't think they even considered. I was the same. Cause I was like, I was five, three my freshman year. <laughs> uh huh. Right. I talked about like, I had that squeaky voice. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Yeah. And I had the squeaky voice also. So annoying. So yeah, I had that, and like even in middle school, I remember like always trying to fit in or be cool, and I told you before, but I bought like a pair of Jinkos, because <laughs> they were like the cool thing. The Jinkos. And I saved up, and I remember mom telling me, she's like, don't, you don't want to get them, and I was like, yes I do, and she's like, you can buy them with your own money, so I saved up like allowance, and like I did yeah. mowed lawns or babysat or whatever, and then I bought them. And they were ridiculous, like just ridiculous. They're the stupidest <laughs> things ever like, created. You, every time I wore them, somebody said something about it. <laughs> so I think I wore them like twice. I wore them to school one time, and I was like so excited to wear them because I thought it was cool. Yeah. And this kid, he was like an actual skater. He just came up to me. He's like, "What do you think you're a skater or something?" Like it wasn't even that bad. But I was like, "No." Was Isn't like, it weird how like. At that age, so like one comment like that can like derail you for your life almost. Yeah. So then I felt like I was just like a poser. Yeah. So if I would have been able to change them there at school, I would have taken them off and changed them into something else and worn my corduroy <laughs> pants or something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I never wore them to school again. And then I think I wore them to like a church activity and one of the parents made fun of me there <laughs> and said I could fit like two people inside my pants. So I didn't wear yeah. them again. So I kind of was always like just trying to like fit in and find out who I was because I think most of my life I kind of just like lived in your shadow and like I was a middle child so you and Justin yeah. but Justin moved away so it was mostly like you yeah and then I always tried to like imitate your style and stuff but I think your style was like kind of weird also sometimes. my style's <laughs> always been weird even right now so then it came across weird on my end too but that's what yeah but you also like going into high school because like a lot of people let's talk about like things that happen that you have no control over so like you you had it pretty bad i had it i think todd had it but like when you have like bad skin like acne yeah when was that what year so i remember my sophomore year was so you grew it was really bad so you did grow spurt and yeah. then you got acne yeah i think i got to like five seven or five eight and yeah. I got really bad acne. 
and I was parting my hair down the middle. I had like the boy band part that was way out of style at that point, yeah. but I kept it for so long. And I remember having no confidence with girls. Like girls, like it wasn't even a question. I wasn't gonna ask a girl out or anything like that. Yeah. But I was Mormon. I mean, we grew up Mormon, so we yeah. like, couldn't date or anything really anyway until we were 16, and I had no desire to because I probably figured they would turn me down. Yeah. But yeah, I had really bad acne. I remember one of Todd's friends came over and asked me if like he squished my face, how much weight, <laughs> how much weight I would lose. Todd, Todd's, Todd's our little brother that's two years younger than Ryan. Yeah. So yeah, that hurt pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and and then for Christmas. Make, yeah, people would make comments. I, I had to wear makeup to my like sophomore school pictures, pictures just to cover it up because it was so bad. And then, yeah, Christmas was like the breaking point because my dad got me like this big gift and it looked like it was going to be something cool that I wanted and it was just like this big box of like skincare routine. <laughs> it was like nice on his yeah. end because he was hoping to help me clear up my acne, but obviously it was bad enough to, to do that. give me like my big Christmas gift. But that like, how much, so like... Because I had it, but I remember I used to just, like, get sunburned all the time, so now I have skin cancer now. Uh-huh. Because it would, like, make my acne kind of go away or cover it up because it was so bright red. Yeah. But, like, when you have it to where it's that noticeable, how, like, how hard is it to go out and just, like, be around? Like, you have to go to school still. You had to go to church. You had to do everything you were doing. How long yeah. did it last until you got on, like... So I really, now his skin's like the most perfect thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I probably had it for really bad for like six months or so. Yeah. I probably most of my sophomore year, so it was pretty embarrassing. That's a pretty important year too. Yeah. Like establish yourself in high school. Yeah. So yeah, I was pretty self-conscious about it. I feel like I had a pretty good group of friends though, so like yeah. I just hung out with them all the time anyway, so I wasn't too worried about it like around them. And like I said, I wasn't like too interested in like hanging out with girls at that point. Yeah. Like I was like way behind the eight ball from like where so, you and my my other brothers were at. Like, yeah. I don't know. I was a very late bloomer. Yeah. So like, what like what advice would you give somebody that's going through like high school or even like early twenties and has like acne? So yeah, I mean, I'd say just. The biggest thing is like surrounding your people with don't who don't really care about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like if you can find like a treatment that works, like I found Accutane and it like flipped my confidence around like right away. Yeah, because it cleared up like perfect. Yeah. Your face is gonna dry though, like it dries it out. Yeah. So you gotta go through like a phase, but it's not too long, right? Yeah, I took it um, and it cleared up probably within like a month or two of starting Accutane. But then your skin gets really sensitive to the sun. So I remember I'd get like really bad sunburns and it would peel really bad. But that was mostly on like vacations and stuff. So it wasn't really at school where I was dealing with that. I think it was mostly over the summer when I was going through that. So by the time I got back my junior year, like I felt like everything was completely different. So I was also a really good brother. I was like the older, I was like a senior. And all my friends loved you. Yeah. So my friends, like, stuck up for you. Yeah. And, like, I was part of, like, the, like, the, the crew, the, the cool <laughs> kids, I guess you could say. So that probably was helpful. Yeah. Like, if you so have that, siblings and they, like, aren't dicks, that's probably important. Yeah, that helped my confidence. And then I think I was kind of, like, a jerk also. 
Yeah. So like I think because of my insecurities, I kind of took that out on other people to make myself feel better. So I remember I'd like treat my friends not like very good friends. Yeah. And I'd make fun of their stuff that they wore or bought. And then I remember you, like your friend Mike Brenholt. Like <laughs> I loved him because me and him were both jerks basically, yeah. and made other people feel terrible about themselves. Yeah. So I think that was like a big part of um, being self-conscious about like myself. Yeah. So then when you graduated and then I became a junior and then my acne cleared up and I realized that I was like being a jerk to everybody yeah. and I started to like change. You kind of stepped into your own when I moved out. Like I moved out when I'm like to Utah State. Yeah. And then you kind of like finally like got to do your thing. Yeah. So I think the biggest like moments in my life for like self-development where like when you were either at college or when you went on your mission yeah like I went to college my freshman year and like I basically had to just figure out myself yeah and not be in your shadow yeah I think that was like the biggest thing in high school is because like all of you guys were pretty similar in like your interests and like you were all really outgoing yeah and girls really liked you and I felt like I was either your little brother little or Griff. And then as soon as you were out, like I was Todd's older brother. Really? It's like no one ever really knew me as me besides like my close group of friends. And then uh, Duff, like Mr. Duffy, the track coach. Yeah. Like, you guys were all track stars, and I had no interest or cross oh, country. Yeah. And I had no interest in it, so I was a soccer player. And then that was um, another thing that just like made me feel different. Yeah. But I always loved soccer, and it kind of set me apart anyway. And I think that's why I stuck with it because I felt like it was the one thing that I was like the best at. Yeah. And then I got so I played soccer with you, and you're you were better year. than me. I sat the bench more yeah. than you. I was still pretty small though. You were small, but you had like the left foot. Yeah. So there wasn't like the left footer, so you had the left side of the field. But then you were like had skills. Yeah. That's because you like I kind of figured this out about soccer players. That for some reason soccer players have like rhythm too. You can dance. Mm -hmm. You can like move your feet. It's all about footwork. So I'm saying, so me, it's like I trip over my feet. Like when we try to do our <laughs> dances on TikTok, uh -huh. it's like impossible for me. Yeah. Because I'm more like in my head. That might be why. I think so. Because you don't even think about it when you're playing soccer. You get so comfortable with a ball at your feet. So yeah, once, uh, so I played soccer with you, and that was another challenge that. I had to deal with it because I made varsity my sophomore year. Yeah. And I really liked the coach, and the coach liked me a lot. And um, I was starting varsity by the end of the year, like in the playoffs and everything. And then my junior year came around, and the coach left. And then we got a new coach in that just didn't like me at all. Yeah. And it was probably, again, because I was kind of a jerky kid and, like, didn't want to put up with, like, authority. And I yeah, thought you'd get was, mad. Yeah, I had a pretty bad temper with sports. So he uh, started on varsity because he had to start me on varsity because we did the tryouts and I was like top two or three yeah. out of everybody that tried out. So he put me on varsity and then moved me down like after like two or three games. Yeah, and then you scored like eight goals a game. Yeah, so he moved me down and he said, I'm just moving you down temporarily. It's like, it's, I don't even remember why, like what his reasoning was. Yeah. He tried to make it sound like it was because I wasn't good enough to be on the varsity team. And he's like, if you prove yourself to be good enough on JV, then you can move back up again. Yeah. 
and he had no intention of ever moving me back up again. Yeah. It was the first game I scored five that guy goals. Sucked. I yeah. scored five goals in my first JV. Five. Yeah. It was like just playing with babies. It was ridiculous. Like it was the easiest thing ever. Yeah. So I scored like five goals my first game, and then I remember I the fifth goal I celebrated and like. I kind of like ran into the net to get the ball and then I got like caught up in the net a little bit. Yeah. Um, and he just made it seem like my celebration was too excessive. Mm. He's like, we can't have that kind of like personality on varsity. And pretty yeah. much made me like. So you were like Chad Ochocinco. Yeah. You were like that douche. So then he pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> basically. <laughs> that's, that's the way he thought I was. Yeah. But you probably just like cheered. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty normal. I was kind of just like rubbing it in that this is yeah. super easy. Like, why am I playing JV? And after the game, I remember him talking to me and him saying like my celebration was out of control and he didn't want that on the varsity team. Basically made it sound like I didn't have a chance to move up to varsity. Yeah. So I still like swung varsity and sat on the bench on all the varsity games with all my friends because they did, they did the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it was like the worst year that we had in soccer because he wouldn't ever sub and he played the same guys and we got kicked out first round, I think, in the playoffs. So he was just the most stubborn dude. Like, his ego basically ruined soccer. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. So I wasn't a big fan of him. Yeah. So I had to overcome that. Like, I almost quit soccer when that happened. Yeah. Together. I was like, I don't want to play JV. This is stupid. But then I pushed through it, and it actually ended up being, like, one of the most fun years yeah. that I had playing soccer. I mean, it was easy. It just, like, was enjoyable. Yeah. And, like, I wasn't stressing about, you know, proving anything to anybody. So, like, I remember I hung out with, like, a couple of guys on JV. Like, most of my friends were on JV anyway. Yeah. So it was just more fun doing that anyway. That's so, cool. So I ended up working out and pushed through that. And, I mean, soccer probably wasn't going to be, like, a end game yeah but like either but and that's another thing like i feel like when you're in this when you're in like high school i feel like all these like expectations are like you have all these things in your head you're trying to like prove for whatever reason and then like i would imagine for you because justin like won state like four things yeah and then i like i don't think i won but i got like third yeah and then todd won state and like everything yeah so like you feel like you have to live up to like this stupid thing yeah it's like what i talked about with ruben like his brother was like this athlete so his mom he was almost looked at like tiger woods like this is my second chance to get the person to do what i want them to do Uh but then you have like a different set of skills yeah and so you have a hard time even recognizing like what your skills are yeah until and then like by the time you even get a chance you have like one year to prove it Mm mm-hmm so it's hard to say like really it just sucks how like the whole culture I feel like is set up to basically give you this like little moment to figure out like what you're good at uh-huh. and then it's like all right that's it now I go get a job yeah go to college <laughs> go on a mission so yeah I felt like that was actually like an eye-opening experience because before that like I was super competitive I hated losing like it would like ruin my day if I lost and then that really made me just like step back and just enjoy it for what it was yeah. So, like, even my senior year when I started playing varsity again, like, it was more about just, like, enjoying it and, like, having fun with my yeah. friends and, you know, playing soccer. And I, was, I didn't have, like, the pressure on me that I, I put on myself before. And it wasn't really, like, I want to play soccer in college. Yeah. Like, I really just started enjoying hanging out with my friends and, you know, doing whatever on the weekends became more important than just focusing on soccer all the time. Yeah. 
So I wasn't doing like club soccer, and like I was doing like spring and fall soccer, and I didn't do that. So I feel like it helped me just become like more well-rounded. Yeah. And like focus on things that were actually gonna make a difference in the long run rather than like short-term yeah. soccer. So did you like, cause I know like when I graduated high school, I really had like zero vision for my life. None, zero, none, I don't even know what I was doing. Yeah. So I graduated high school, I really just like trying to get through the ACT by like cheating. But then everybody had different tests, so I had to take it. Yeah. And I was like, uh oh. <laughs> so I had to do the whole test, and I got a 19. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, that's not good. So then I got limited to where I could go to school. So my life's always just been based on like, God in here, make the, I guess I'll make the best of it. Yeah. And so did you, like, I don't know about you guys. Like, I know Todd had like, and he didn't get his ambitions until after his mission. Yeah. But like, did you, were you the same as me? Did you graduate high school and you're just like, whatever? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing for me was we were always expected to go on missions. Mm-hmm. And that was the other thing with you. Like, you went on a mission and like, I pretty much followed in your footsteps. Do you know, but you know, I went on a mission just because I felt like if I didn't, you guys wouldn't. And so I felt the pressure to be like, lead the way because I knew Justin didn't care. Yeah. And I was like, well... I can't be like, if Justin doesn't go, then I don't go, then Ryan won't go, then nobody goes. Yeah. And then our parents will like die of sadness. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you also did that too because like the whole time growing up, we were pretty much told that that was what we were supposed to do. Yeah. So I, think probably- I, went to, I went to Utah State though. Like when I went to Utah State, I was just trying to get away from the party scene because uh-huh. I knew I would like drink a lot. And probably not take college seriously. So I went to Utah State, still planning on leaving the church. Yeah. But then, because I would talk to mom, and I was going to church because it was the culture. Yeah. Because I was friends with Chris and Devin, and like everybody I hung out with didn't go on missions. Yeah. So the fact that I went, like a lot of it was just the pressure of like, if I don't go, this is going to like be this chain reaction. Yeah. So imagine like how big <laughs> that decision like in the long run was (laughs) but it's like but then you look at it like the positives yeah so like you have your three kids you met Ali like Todd met Kamiko Justin's like like everything plays out yeah and then so but anyway I'm like take you back no you're good so yeah I think the fact that you went like I was always playing I wasn't like that where I wasn't considering not going yeah like I always always just assumed that I would go yeah I just had to get like through some phases in high school and then did you believe like did you believe in high school do you feel like you had like I never no I mean I never really did anything that would suggest that I was like trying to believe or anything but you also didn't like you really weren't like party animal like me you weren't so drinking think, all, like, you drank a little bit, right? I think I would have been if it weren't for the fact that you had already gone, and then you started straightening up, and then I was yeah. just like, well, I'm going to straighten up eventually. Like, what's the point in just, like, yeah. drinking and partying? So, like, my junior year, like, when I started gaining confidence and stuff, like, I didn't really care to drink because I still had fun with my friends. My friends respected the decision to not drink. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't pressure me or anything. Like, Todd would come to some of our parties, and he'd party. Yeah. yeah we, we partied together a couple of times, yeah. right? That was fun at our house. Yeah. We had, the hockey, we had a hot tub <laughs> in a pool. It was so fun. It was fun. We had hockey, like, every day. Yeah. I don't think we had the pool when you were in high yeah, school. Yeah, we did. When you were a senior? Because yeah, I had my high school graduation party at the pool. Okay. 
So I can remember I helped build the pool. Yeah. I worked with the pool crew. I don't know if it was like your freshman year in college or whatever, like when you're. No, it was me. Like I think it was my junior summer. I helped those guys build the pool. Like okay. I was the good guy, like digging the stairs. Yeah. yeah I was like I sweating my before. balls off, <laughs> and these guys were like a hundred years old, and I was like, "What am I doing here? This makes no sense." Yeah, so that was nice. Like, we had some fun times at the house. And then, like, Todd would also, like I said, like, hang out with my friends. Yeah. Like what you did with me. And that, he said that was, like, some of the funnest times that he had yeah. was hanging out with my, my group of friends. Because they were all accepting and cool and, like, pretty good group of guys. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't really care that much to party. I didn't feel like I had anything to prove at that point. I feel like I, like, really matured to the point where I was just, like... I don't really need to do that yeah. and I felt like I matured probably too quickly because I didn't really get a chance to actually let loose yeah. and do stuff you I did like I remember you were like cause you like you were the kid though that kind of pulled things together a little bit like cause you used to go out in the hot tub with mom and have those long talks and like it was kind of nice for mom to have that like couple years yeah where one of her kids was like responsible and could talk to her yeah because me and Todd were like F you I'm going <laughs> drinking yeah so and I Justin like, moved and like yeah. you were just kind of this like nice little peaceful man I felt like I did like a 180 so I was a jerk like a really big jerk to everybody and everybody says it too like I remember our aunt Karen was saying the same thing She's yeah like, just cheap. like overnight but you were it was like your meanness though was like out it was also like humorous like yeah. you would pick like me or mike or somebody to make so you would only be focused on like i want this one person to laugh at whoever else's expense yeah that's how i was too yeah i'd be like i can make them laugh by saying something about this person yeah so it wasn't malicious yeah it was just to make people laugh yeah but i i i just changed like i don't know what it was but i remember people telling me that i was like a completely different person like i'd always fight yeah. with todd I would always um, butt heads with mom, and like it just was wasn't really making sense. Yeah, me and you always got along really good. Yeah, like we never had any issues. Yeah. So I think that was it too. Like I wanted to be kind of like the example to Todd that you were to me, and like be more friends with Todd than yeah. fighting for no reason. So then I straightened up, and then I was just assuming I was going to go on a mission, and it was just like the next thing. It wasn't really like. I love the church and I have this strong yeah. testimony I'm going to go on a mission like I just felt like that was the next step that would lead me to the next step which would lead me to the next step like yeah I was just like a follow the leader kind of yeah. guy my whole life remember your thought because I have to pause this because it's almost 30 minutes okay and then I'll do part two all right